0: Hello, I'm Akara Hart. Welcome to the first in a series of podcasts about amazing animals. I'm joined by animal historian and author David Alderton to talk about a colourful character who left a lasting dramatic legacy. Hi David, welcome.
1: Hello Akara, great to be here.
0: Yes, great to have you here on the show. So enlighten me on who we are talking about today.
1: We are talking about Sparky Williams. Sparky Williams grew up in Newcastle, Newcastle upon Tyne in the mid-1950s, and was, in fact, a green-battery gal.
0: Oh! (laughs) Wasn't expecting that.
1: (laughs) He um, was uh, taught to speak by his owner, Mm -hmm. Mrs. Matty Williams and shot to worldwide fame uh, in 1958 as a result of a talent contest held by the BBC.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he won the best talking bird award.
0: Not your average buttery
1: Indeed not. <laughs> he ended up uh, with 500 words he could speak wow. and was, uh, was able to recite eight whole nursery rhymes.
0: How incredible.
1: She managed to teach him in a particular way, which we'll come back to, probably, but um, his fame spread, and uh, then he went to uh, a world, well, not a worldwide tour, but he did in in the sense that he ended up making a record.
0: He made a record. He made a record (laughs)
1: with um, Philip Marsden, who at the time was not only a bird fancier, but also a... uh, Speaker of the House of Commons I think so Mm -hmm. um, you know that that, uh, took him up into the... He was really up there Yeah he was indeed (laughs) and um, uh, that record um, helped to win people's hearts and minds round to Guards, and it really sort of opened up a whole new era in Guard keeping with uh, the colours of the Guard chiming with the swinging 60s in London and many mm. of the pop stars of the day were photographed and um, oh, really? had their own Guards. actresses anyone who was anyone needed to be photographed with the Guard.
0: wow so it was really a thing at the time very much
1: the very much mm. and the, the, I, I think the, the character of the Guard chimed with the mm. era. You know, mm. chirpy, cheery, colourful.
0: I guess, yeah, coming out of the the grey, you know... The war period. Dismal war, yeah. Yeah, yeah very much so. And bringing that joy and presence and, yeah, vibrancy. Yeah. And
1: but then after that, um, he only had a relatively short life, Poor Sparky. I mean, he, he as I say, he was hatched in 1954 and <laughs> he died in... 1962. Oh. But he's still with us today in, in a couple of ways. Firstly, physically, because... When he passed away, um, he was actually handed over uh, to a taxidermist and can be seen in uh, the Hancock Museum in his home city city of uh, Newcastle today. Um, And uh, his voice still lingers on in the BBC archives. (laughs) And when they want a uh, talking bird of a type, then they go and um, find Sparky. So there's plenty of productions of all types that have had Sparky chirping away in the background. Mm. (laughs) And most recently he's come to fame because of the um, composer Michael Nyman, who actually founded an opera on the basis of Sparky's story. So that was premiered in... he still
0: lives on. He
1: still lives on. That was premiered. In 2009, I think. Wow. So um, yeah, he he really does have a lasting Very much. <laughs> yes.
0: So if I wanted to get a young guard to rival Sparky, how would I start on that journey?
1: On that journey, well. Yeah. You would need to start with a young budgerigar between six and nine weeks old. The actual colour of a budgerigar doesn't determine uh, whether it will speak well or not. Mm. That's really down to you. Mm. There's this long-standing story that cockbirds will talk better than hens simply because they uh, are more chatty naturally, so there's this thought that you know, but, um, I don't know that necessarily applies. It's actually down to you and the way you teach mm. your budgerigar that makes difference. You need to spend time every day and to have very clear diction and Mm. not to rush it. I mean, the way that um, Matty Williams taught Sparky was to break the nursery rhymes down into lines. So then she'd do one line and he'd pick that up and then when he'd pick that up, she'd do that line followed by the next line. And so Mm. it built up. But I mean, he he was exceptional. He did have a remarkable memory. To be able to to put a whole nursery rhymes, and not just one, but eight. I mean, it was absolutely phenomenal. Incredible
0: intelligence yeah. a tiny bird. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. And have there been many changes in the care of budgerigars since Sparky's stay?
1: Yes, yes, most definitely. And um, uh, budgerigar owners today can benefit from those. I mean, I think both in terms of um, feeding and the environment, um, there are... Sort of key key advances that have been made. I mean, looking at the seed and the food side of things, I think um, the work that's been done at the Hagen Agricultural Research Institute, mm-hmm. HARI, in, in Canada, has really transformed the way. That not only budgerigars, but other birds are being fed because they've come up with a way of actually getting vitamins, additional vitamins and minerals, into the core, into the kernel. Mm-hmm. Of bird seed, and um, so with that, um, it's greatly improved the feeding value and helped to ensure budgerigars receive the nutrients that they need. Mm. Um, and the other thing is, is much more recent, in fact, because it's emerged that uh, budgerigars can see far more colors than us. I mean, they can see probably 15,000 different colors. Oh, I mean, if you, if you uh, look at the um, light wavelengths um, we see just a very narrow pattern um, of colours within the visible light uh wavelengths whereas budgerigars going right up into the ultraviolet they can see um far more colours, as i say rather like reptiles which tends to show the relationship there but that's another story um, <laughs> so um but now you've got special lights that you with with mounts um maybe arcadia that you can put over your uh, cage for your pet And not only does that help to mimic the natural effects of sunlight, which are beneficial, but it also means that the budgerigar is much better equipped to see the world in the colours that it normally would.
0: Wow, they really are incredible creatures.
1: They truly are.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you, David. And I hope that you will join us again soon for the next podcast in the Amazing Animal Series.
1: Thank you.